Hello, and welcome to a new episode of Other Record Labels. I'm your host, Scott Orr, where we talk about the art and culture of running an independent record label, and we talk about doing things that are more philosophical and doing things that are more practical. And today, I want to dive into something that's super practical, and it is some uh, five ways to improve your vinyl packaging. And so I know when we're pressing vinyl, there's so many different options. And when you go through this automatic quote generator on the Pressing Plants websites, there's so many different things that you can choose, so many cool things. There's five that I kind of want to highlight right now. It's kind of four and a half, if you will, but um, that I I notice as a music fan that I really like, and they're not overly expensive, and I think kind of elevate the overall quality or uh, perceived quality uh, of the of the records. And I know that vinyl pressing isn't for everyone. I know that it's costly, and I know that there's some major time delays, um, but these are some things as a vinyl collector, as a music fan that I love, and as a record label and a musician, I've done before, and I think they're pretty cool, so we're going to talk about them. I am trying to compile all of our helpful resources on vinyl on a singular webpage, and so if you go to otherrecordlabels.com slash vinyl, then this is where I'm going to host all of our information on our some of our templates, uh, some FAQs about pressing vinyl, some of the other interviews I've done with pressing plants and other uh, lathe cutters and that kind of stuff. So go to otherrecordlabels.com slash vinyl. So there's five things. Number one, mess with the center labels. You know the center labels? They're the... the um, paper that goes on side A and side B, and usually there's a track listing. I think it's time that we get more creative with those. And I'll tell you, I'll give you a couple examples. Um, there's a record um, a, a artist in, in America oh, who I saw do a rectangular label, really small. See, the, the labels we're normally used to are, are circular, and I think they're maybe four or five inches, probably. Yeah, and they're pretty standard. Um, what is cool is that when people do something different with the center label, and it's going to cost a little bit extra, it actually might cost quite a lot. Uh, in, in fact, um, this band who did a, a rectangle in on like a red vinyl, it was a black, really small rectangle in this red vinyl. It was really cool because it, something caught your eye. You're so used to seeing that traditional center label. And so, so to see a rectangle really caught my eye, and I think it's really cool. It's a little bit costly, I think, because the plants will probably have to do a custom die cut. They might have some shapes already available. The other thing is that the plants are going to charge a little bit more money because the labels are not just stickers. They actually serve a purpose. They help balance the puck when it's squished by the pressing plant. And so there is a, a bit of a utility to it. And uh, you'll have to keep that in mind. And so there might be some more, if you do something like a smaller circle or an odd shape or no label at all, um, it might create a little bit of an issue and there might be some more errors in your, uh, you'll have to talk to your, your rep at your pressing plant to see how they'll do that. But I think it's time that we be a little bit more creative. Radiohead just recently um, reissued a record and their label was still circular, but it was much smaller. And I noticed that on a couple of other, other releases, they've done this as well. And it's just maybe like three inches or three and a half inches. And just that smaller size showing more of the color vinyl really kind of like grabs your attention and it, and it kind of throws you a little bit. Even if you don't want to increase expenses, there are unique things we can do with the center labels. For example, on side A, you could put all the information, the track listing, the artist's name, the copyright, all that stuff. And then on side B, you could do no information at all and just do like some sort of cool art. The other thing to keep in mind about the center labels it's nearly impossible to match the color of vinyl 
with the color on your jackets. The reason being is the jackets were printed either digitally or offset press and CMYK. And then the vinyl is just matching a plastic. Now you can spend a ton of money if you want and get a Pantone jacket in a Pantone plastic. Uh, but that's really, really cumbersome and, and very expensive. And still, it's not going to be a perfect match. <clears throat> Excuse me. So if with that in mind, it's so impossible to get the vinyl, and you maybe you've gotten lucky before, but if you have a red vinyl or or blue is especially tough, and, and then you're printing that same blue in the jacket somewhere in the design, that is going to, rarely is it going to match up. And so what's interesting about the center labels is because they're printed on paper, you're more likely to match the color on the center label that you are with the jacket. So do a, a colorful jacket and then maybe like a white vinyl or a clear vinyl, but then use the label to match the color. So be creative with the center labels. Let's move on. Number two is using reverse board jackets. I, I don't know if you're finding this boring, but this is the kind of stuff that gets me really excited. What is reverse board? Okay, so think of, go down to your record collection or up to your, or over to your record collection, wherever it is, and feel a lot of the jackets. Most like 75 to 80% of the jackets are going to be kind of glossy and shiny. Reverse board is where they actually print on the reverse side of the paper. And so if you take one of your shiny records, your normal records, and you feel on the inside pocket where they keep the vinyl, you'll feel that the paper is kind of rougher and not as smooth and shiny as the exterior. That's the reverse board. And you can actually pay a little bit, like 40 or $50, to have the artwork printed on the reverse board. And what that does is it gives it a little bit more of a tactile a softer feel. It's more muted. It's matte. Um, it's something that I like, and, and maybe it, it, it matches the aesthetic of your label or of the artist or of the music, but I like reverse board. Even if it costs a little bit extra, I think it's really cool. Go to and check out your record collection. You'll find that a few of them are on this super soft craft-like paper, and that's called reverse board. Number three is to use marketing stickers. So marketing stickers are, are quite simply stickers that you have the plant make or somebody else make that they fix to the um, cellophane wrapping on the record. And they're called marketing stickers. And they can come in any shape and size. You can have a custom die uh, cut. You can have just a normal circular, uh, circle or a rectangle or over, whatever. These stickers, now some of you uh, may not be doing um, shrink wrap on your records for environmental reasons or for cost savings reasons, um, but you if you can still actually put a sticker on the jacket if you want. If not, then marketing stickers aren't for you. But if you are thinking about doing marketing stickers, if your records are going to be in stores, there's a couple cool things you can do. Um, you can put just general information about the artist, um, where they're from, a little mini bio about them. You could even um, describe the music a little bit, like the genre. Um, you can maybe talk about some popular songs that are on there. Another thing that I've, I've seen people use the marketing stickers for is to be creative with the design and to incorporate, to take the design of the album cover and carry it through onto a sticker. So it's like a hologram or it's a gold sticker or a silver sticker or something really cool that's on the cover that accentuates the design that's underneath the sticker. And so it may have no information or no barcode on the marketing sticker at all. It just uh, carries through the design of the packaging. That's a cool thing to do. The other thing I've seen people do with the marketing stickers is... Uh, use a barcode or a QR code. And so, you know, in, if you're in retail, then most records need to have a unique barcode. Uh, and so in, if you don't want to put it on the design or if, if some records aren't being shipped to retail, 
then you could put the barcode on the marketing sticker and just put those marketing stickers on your retail copies and you don't have to put them on the copies that ship directly to fans or that the bands take on tour. And so the other thing I've seen people use marketing sticker for is incorporating all of those. They, they carry the design through into the sticker. They describe the album a little bit, the genre, and they've put a barcode on there. I've even heard, and I think this is really cool. I've, I've talked about this before. I think more bands should be putting QR codes that link to the Spotify page. So the artists, or so the, the music fan in the record stop, store can sample the album or maybe link to your SoundCloud or a YouTube. And so if you're in retail, somebody sees this big marketing sticker and it's got a barcode and it's got the artist's name and a description of the album and maybe what it sounds like, even maybe like other artists that it sounds like if you want to. And then maybe a tiny QR code that they can scan and quickly sample the record while they're standing there in the in the retail store. So that's some things to think about. Um, marketing stickers aren't hugely expensive and they can kind of add to the overall experience of the record. Number four is to include like a print or a small booklet. This is cool because paper products are super cheap. It's really uh, simple and inexpensive. You can even do it at home. You could print on an eight and a half by 11 black and white and fold it a certain way and, and include like an autograph um, note from the artist, or you can have the lyrics printed off, or you could pay um, a print house or just like a photocopy place to make some cool little booklets that either the pressing plant slips into the jacket, or maybe you include in the shipment. Um, or if you're not getting them shrink wrapped, then you can put them in yourself. And these are things you could hand number. Uh, you could make them for the, the first 50 uh, orders or something like that. But paper products are so cheap. Maybe it's like a print that's like 12 by 12 or 10 by 10 that can fit into the jacket. I've done that before um, by the artist who designed the album cover. We did the original art as a print and it was hand numbered and signed by the artist. And we did that for the first 50 copies. Super cool. The final thing, and this isn't necessarily having to do with the, the packaging, but I've talked about utilizing our test pressings more. And I think it's really important when you are pressing vinyl, you're going to get five or upwards of 10 um, test pressings. And now we talk about test pressings on another episode. So go search for that if you want about why they're important and what you're supposed to do with them. But after you've utilized them as their intended purpose, which is to test the audio, you now have these copies. Now you can give them to the band. I also think it's cool to give them to local record stores as giveaways or as a contest on your Instagram to your fans. You can also sell them. You can sell them for a certain price a year later, or you can sell them even a couple months before the album comes out for a higher price so that somebody gets the album, an advanced copy of it before anyone else. So there's lots of things you can do to recoup some of the costs of pressing vinyl by selling these um, test pressings or by giving them away, or you could just give them out to people who have helped out with the process of making the record. Maybe it's the producer, maybe it's the band's manager or the band's mom, something like that. So don't just let the test pressings uh be stored away in the garage, utilize them while the album is top of mind. So just to go back over these, mess with the center labels, do something creative with those. Uh, try reverse board um, printing. Oh, I should say one thing about reverse board. I forgot to mention, there is a caveat that when you print on reverse board, the colors aren't as vibrant. So you have to keep that in mind. Also, if it's a light color um, artwork, like a white or a light gray, then you might be uh, susceptible to more scuffs and dirt on a reverse board. Forgot to mention that. 
The other thing is using marketing stickers. Number three, number four is including a print or a small booklet. And then number five is utilizing your test pressings. I'm going to put all of this information and everything together on a big hub for all of the information that other record labels has on making vinyl and selling vinyl. Go to otherrecordlabels.com slash vinyl. Thanks so much for listening.